This episode of the podcast is brought to you by buying a monkey and training it to co-host this podcast so you don't have to do it anymore. Zach, take the hint. Ladies and gentlemen, who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> back to Roll, Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that has a the same intro every time. Yes. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. But it was good that first time. Yeah. And I, today we are doing, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a little off today. I, I know. What the hell? Uh, today we're doing great character introductions. So last week we kind of spoke about it, how it's basically, you know, saying or seeing the, the character for the very, very first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some truly iconic ones. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I'm I not, feel like I know one of yours. I feel like I know one of yours, and mm. I'm going to save for my last one, because mm. I, I don't know if... Did you rank them? Like, no, I didn't rank one, anybody. Number two? Okay, well, whatever your, like, potential favorite one is going to be, I think is going is on my list, so okay. I'm going to save that one for last. Mm. Okay. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five. So, Zach, why don't you start us off? I'd love to. Um, You have not seen this movie. How do you know? You've, we've never talked about it. Hmm. Um, from Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've never seen this yeah, movie. Yeah, uh, maybe for Halloween we'll, we'll do it. It's a very, like, it is probably, like, top three cult classics. I've I've said to my girlfriend multiple times, like, I really want to watch it. And mm-hmm. she's been like, yeah, me too. And we've seen it on whatever. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was on Netflix. Has she never seen um, it either? I don't think so. Um, and every time we, we scroll by it, I'm like, we should watch that. And she's like, yeah, we should. And then we just never do it. Uh, <laughs> my fiance. I, do, every, I really want to see it, though. It's really good. Like, my fiance every year, like, makes me watch it. Um, and then the main character, Doc and, Dr. Frankenfurter. That's, it's a play on words. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you would get it if you saw it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but being played by Tim Curry. like Also ju- known as Pennywise. Yes. Also known as the, the, the hotel s- manager from Home Alone. I, yeah, and then the smoke <laughs> monster so. from Fern Gully. I've never seen that. Oh, Fern Gully is a good movie, <laughs> but it doesn't uh, sound like it. it's, it's all right. It's, <laughs> it's like pre, like you know those pre, like Disney and Pixar movies that were just kind of like animated kids movies, yeah. but you don't know who the fuck made them. Yeah, yeah, Fern Gully. Okay, um, but Doctor Frankenfurter had like a very, very iconic intro where he is coming down from like this rickety kind of like um like elevator shoot and comes in and he's got like this full on like black cape around him and you're like oh okay like he's a vampire and then he takes it off and he's in full lingerie right and he's doing his song about being the transsexual from transsexual yeah and it, it's a musical right it is okay yeah. um and it's just something about like the confidence that Tim Curry brought to the film where like he's just so cool like he you you come to believe and know that like he is like the bad guy. He is the antagonist in the film. Yeah. But the way that he comes off, he's just so like seductive, so mysterious that like you need to see like more of like what's going on. Yeah. You could almost say that you're waiting in anticipation. Oh, uh, it's bait. Is it, was it originally a Broadway play and then they made a movie off of it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was, like, based off of something. I wasn't it, sure what it was It first. has, like, the weirdest, like, following because it's, like, yes, it did that. And then when it came out, like, it had a very, like, moderate success. Like, yeah. it was okay. Like, people saw it and then they were like, oh, all right. And then, like, just over the course of, like, two years after that and then so on and so forth on to now. Yeah. It just blew up to yeah. being, like, one of the most 
played shows in theaters. Yeah. Like, it's I, still being played today. I, I need to watch it. Maybe we should see it on Broadway. Mm. Um, okay, so my first one, I feel like I've been talking about this movie, like, more and more every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I rewatched the movie recently, and I was like, this is one of the most incredible character introductions ever. Mm-hmm. And that is the Green Knight from The Green Knight. We'll just go into it because that was my next pick. Okay. Um, so The Green Knight, his intro is amazing. So specifically seeing his intro in theaters mm-hmm. because we did not see The Green Knight together, right? No, we, we didn't. didn't, but we both saw it in theaters. So the fucking theater was shaking. <laughs> did you, where, what theater did you see it? At? I saw it at like, I think I went to an AMC, but oh, okay. because it's like, I guess you can say an indie film. It was like me, my brother, my fiance, my dad, and like maybe six other people yeah. in the theater. Man, the, th- I mean, the, the intense base mm-hmm. That is happening when he enters in. I mean, when the doors open, it's but like literally the speakers were like rattling Mm -hmm. the fucking theater (laughs) and you could feel Mm -hmm. the 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 strength Mm -hmm. of him when he walked in and when he comes in on his horse. And he Ugh. speaks his words. Not only that, but like when he's coming in on the horse and then all of the flames go out yeah. and the torches. And he hands the letter mm-hmm. and then just circles back around. Yep. Oh, man. It is it is one of my favorite character intros ever. It is. His his quote is one of the most like played in my heads constantly of one year hence. <laughs> Like and then just laughing maniacally oh, while holding his head. It's so good. He's just <laughs> such a great character. Yeah. And like it didn't even need to be where it's like he's this overpowered, like brute strength, like fighter. Yeah. Like just the way that he like the, just showed yeah. off himself. Yeah, the presence of him mm-hmm. alone is enough. And it's and it's interesting because he's gentle. Mm-hmm. He's so gentle. Yeah, later when, on. When he does things. Mm-hmm. Like him handing that letter or like even when he places down his axe. Yes. And then and then the the earth, the the grass starts growing around it. Like he's mm-hmm. he's literally earth. Like he's he, father earth. He's, yeah, he's basically <laughs> father nature. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even too, like later on, like when you have Sir Gowan who actually goes to find him. And, like, he's sitting there, and he opens his eyes for a second, and he's like, oh, okay, you're there. And then, like, goes back to sleep. Goes back to sleep. sleep. (laughs) Because it's not time yet. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and he's great. And it's just, it was one of my favorite character intros ever. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yep. Um, Your turn again. Truly iconic. Um, I'm going to skip that one. Okay, so my next one is the Joker from The Dark Knight. I This isn't the one that I thought that you would pick, but I figured this was going to be on here somewhere. Yeah. Uh. He and my I, again don't love the movie, mm-hmm. but the Joker that, we yeah, love. But the, anytime he's on, he's on uh, on the screen, it's incredible. And I loved him showing his face for the first time. Mm-hmm. Even it stuck too, with me forever. Like right beforehand, where it's like they're showing the shot of like the slow pan in, and they haven't shown his face, but he's got the clown mask hanging down. Yeah, yeah. It's immediately you know who this is, and you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But you don't know the presence yet that right. Heath Ledger is gonna bring to exactly. this character. Exactly. And I love 
when he when he backs in the bus mm-hmm. and he hits that one clown, then he gets out, mm-hmm. and you don't know who's who because now there's yeah. all these guys wearing clown masks and everyone's getting shot and killed, and you're you don't know who's who's who. And then that the one bank teller, he he like puts a grenade in his mouth or a smoke grenade mm-hmm. in his mouth, and the guy's like, you know, what do you believe in? <laughs> you know, he's like criminals used to have like whatever. I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time, but he, <laughs> he basically is like saying like criminals used to have like a. Like a code. Not a code. Yeah, I guess so. Like, they, they were just, like, higher class, I mm-hmm. guess, back then. And he's like, you know, what do you believe in? And then, he, and then he takes off his mask, and he goes, I believe that whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he fucking walks away with the with the string with the um, yes. on the, on the smoke grenade. And the guy thinks that he's about to, like, bl- get his head blown off. And then it's just smoke. Mm-hmm. And the guy, like, the face of relief. And he just fucking, he shoots the other clown, he hops in the bus, and he drives off. And yep. it's like, that was such an iconic and incredible. Mm-hmm. And then, like, man, the scars on the mouth. Uh, yeah, every single time when he's like, do you want to know how I got these scars? And yeah. it's a different story. Yeah. And it's just amazing where it's like, it adds this layer of you don't know who the Joker really is. Yeah. And it's just awesome. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yep, that makes sense. I'm, I'm with that. Okay, next one. I'm going to say this right now. I do not love the franchise. Um, I do, however, think the first movie is a solid film. And every movie after that just slowly kind of builds to being worse. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the very first Pirates of the Caribbean... I've never seen... Really? I think I've seen the first one. The first one is... Is that the one where he's like on the wheel? Uh, probably yeah i haven't seen it in a while on a wheel like running through some forest yeah no maybe uh that might be two i don't know i don't know i've seen like bits and pieces of some of them Mm -hmm. well the first one i really liked it 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 was like who did it was it like disney i think it's a disney no idea um it's a very dark disney film they almost could have bordered on like showing blood and like cursing and i would have been totally fine with it um pirate movies are also kind of like a little little like dirty pleasure film for me i don't know if i've seen like many like mm. thinking back to it i mean what what pirate movies have have i seen yeah or have, what pirate movie movies have you seen besides these um there's this do you want to count water world it's kind of piratey sort of yeah i mean it's just really water mad max yeah i guess um there's a movie called uh master and commander with um russell crowe never seen that mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think I've seen many. Hook, technically, yeah, kinda. <laughs> the Muppets with uh with Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen that. Uh, hmm. What's that one movie? The, Peter Pan uh, with, with the boys. The boys who go oh, find the, uh, lost... the Lost Boys. No, no, no. no, no that's that's the vampire. That's, the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> that's Peter Pan yeah, with, with Sloth. The Goonies. Yes. The Goonies is sort of a pirate movie. Kind of, yeah, because they're going after a, a buried treasure. Yeah. So yeah, I'll count that. It's a modern day pirate movie. Anyways, back to this. Um, Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. The the way that like you get introduced to him kind of sets the tone for like how he's going to be for the franchise. And it's funny because it's like he comes in and you see him like perched atop his ship. Like he's he is the captain. He's dressed in like full garb. He looks ready to like take the world by storm and as you get like that front shot of him just ready to go it pans out and then you get his boat just slowly sinking just it's sinking into the water as he's coming into shore and right when it gets to the very very tip where he's a perched he jumps off and then he just kind of like walks off onto the um the plank Mm -hmm. like onto shore 
And it's just this funny moment where it's like, okay, like he is this great captain. His boat sucks. He's just basically getting out right before shit gets bad. Yeah. Um, and he just made it. And it, it's kind of like this almost intuitive thing of being like, okay, this is how he's going to be. Like he's going to be kind of like this shit captain that like is just very, very lucky, but gets shit done. Yeah. And I like Captain Jack Sparrow. Always, always just manages to like get out by yeah, the skin of his teeth. Just slink by. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen him, so mm. can't can't relate. Again, first movie's great. Yeah, I'll give it to it. Okay. Um, my next one is the the character reveal that is building up for so long mm-hmm. that you're you're waiting and waiting and waiting in anticipation, and then you finally get to him. And of course, I am talking about Colonel. Who am I talking about, Zach? Uh, Colonel Walter E. Kurtz from Apocalypse yes. Now. Okay. Um, of course, played by Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole movie is building up pretty much to this one scene. And he's crazy. And I, again, I've said it. I said it when we did the review of the film that it's a little disappointing. When when you finally get to him, <laughs> I think rightfully so. Though is it I, more of like the mystique of meeting him is what you liked? I li- no, I just really I I, I liked finding him mm. where he was a man who went completely awol that is now in charge of of a a group of I don't know what you want to call them. They're just people in the woods <laughs> <laughs> indigenous tribe yeah i guess yeah they're tribe they're tri- it's a tribe it's a tribble <laughs> and and him and you and the the really great thing about his introduction is you never get a full clear look at him mm-hmm. he's in the shadows always always half of his face is in the shadow and he's there and he's laying in the bed and he's talking and he's just saying these really articulate strange bizarre things and it's like a man that has been truly alone for the past 30 years or however long he's been alone Mm -hmm. for and has had all of this time to just read books and and look internally with himself and and this is how he is now it's it's truly iconic Mm -hmm. and it's one of the best reveals ever yeah that was right before marlon brando went like completely bad i know apocalypse now redux is on like Netflix now, mm. and I I've been meaning to watch that. I, I, like I watched the Redux, I didn't mm. like it as much. It, no, it, it goes on too long, and it gets I'm like, oh, all right. There's that, and then there's Heart of Darkness that I want to watch, which is like the documentary of making the movie, mm. where it's like all this crazy shit that's been going on. Yeah, like we talked about it too, like all the the nonsense of like people getting sick and then like having to like stop yeah, and then yeah. go back into it. Yeah. So yeah, I can dig that. Cool. Um, uh, second to last one. Because I know you on the opposite side will be one of yours. Um, my next one is the introduction to Lieutenant Aldo Rain in Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. The speech that he gives to the the recruits of just I didn't jump out of a fucking aeroplane <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Like the the presence that you feel from him. We talked about it when we did the episode. I love the fact that like he shows off like the scar that he got around his neck. You never hear anything about that. Just the way that like he articulates with "y'all owe me a debit," yeah, instead of saying "debt," yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. Like he is like this charismatic leader that's going to bring all these troops in to kill Nazis. Yeah, and 
of course, too, with him being like, I want my scalps. And I want my scalps. Y'all owe me 100 Nazi scalps. <laughs> it's just so good. And it really makes the character. Like, to me, Aldo Rain was, like, a standout performance in the film. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that you know who I'm going to say no? for my last two because I did not choose any Tarantino people. No, really? So if you thought that I was going to choose, who did you think I was going to choose? I thought you were going to pick Hans no. with, um, with the cabin. Yeah, I mean, it's a great it's a great uh, scene, but hmm. it is it is truly iconic, but I did not put him in there. Um, I went next completely on the opposite side, mm-hmm. which is Willy Wonka. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Just him, like, coming out and then falling and then kind of, like, being yeah, back up yeah. again. Because, yep. again, similar to Colonel Kurtz, mm-hmm. he's, he's, it's kind of, like, leading up to him. Yeah. It's, it's everybody's heard about Wonka. No one, nobody's seen him in however many years. No one's ever been inside the chocolate factory before. This is the first time he's ever letting people inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have 30 minutes building to yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. So. so you have all of this time to be like just like anticipating and you're kind of like salivating, waiting for him to get out. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out and he's got that limp with the cane. Yep. And everybody, including you, right, mm-hmm. as an audience member watching it for the first time, you're so taken aback. Yeah, you're just like, oh my God, you're, that's th- who it you're is? You're like, that's Wonka? Mm-hmm. And the whole audience, everybody's cheering and cheering. And then as soon as they see him walking out with that limp, everyone just kind of stops. And then he's walking... And then the cane gets stuck perfectly inside the rock. <laughs> it's the so rock comedically path. perfect. And then he starts falling forward and then does a somersault and then stands up and everyone's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gene Wilder's performance as Willy Wonka will be one of my favorite, favorite performances ever. Um, Gene Wilder altogether. Yeah. But him specifically great. as Wonka and the idea of him being like, the reason why I want to come out with this limp and do that somersault is because I then want, you, you, at basically at that at that point you'll never the audience will never know next time I'm t- uh, whenever I'm telling the truth yeah so everything is always just you know shrouded Guessing. in this mystique mm-hmm. and you never know what's true and what's what's a lie uh, and to me it's one of the most iconic Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory all together love that movie it's great yeah. except for that scene where they go through the tunnel and it becomes a horror movie for like I three love that seconds scene too the it's, only thing I don't like about that movie is the mom the mom song yeah I'm like eh whatever we don't need we can that. fast forward to that yeah that song. <laughs> All right, last one. Yeah. Who do you think I picked? I want to know. Well, so my pick for my last one, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, uh, and who I thought you would have picked because he comes up a lot for you and you always talk about him a lot, is John Doe from Seven. No, actually. Did you even think about him? No, but he is great because, again, it's a very similar thing to Willy Wonka where like you're building up to like this moment. Yeah. And then wait, 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 because okay. that's mine. So oh, okay, that's why right. I, I said that. Well, fine. Then <laughs> you know what? Then then mine. Yeah, Darth Vader. Ah, aha. Um, yep. New Hope. The when you get the whole thing of the rebels are like, oh shit! Like Darth Vader is here. Like we gotta we gotta prepare. And, and they're the, like, I sure hope I don't hit my head on this yeah. door as I walk through. I found out. Fuck. I found out, too, that's more like halfway towards the film. So I was wrong in that aspect. Um, but, yeah, like when the rebels are all setting up and like they're getting behind bunkers and they're ready and the door blows open and all the stormtroopers come out and it's just a firefight between them. And it's kind of even like stormtroopers are getting taken out. Rebels are getting taken out. And then... You get Darth Vader who comes through the smoke and is just, he pulled, he, like you hear the lightsaber for the first time 
and he's just cutting and then he's force pushing and force grabbing people and like choking them out and just being like where are they and it is to me one of the most iconic moments of a character introduction because this is in the world of sci-fi this is the baddie this is the is bad he, guy is he considered like the strongest whatever sith i guess is it what that, that, uh, that they're called darth sidious would be but darth vader this is the problem too with star wars you gotta like oh, fucking, God, here we go you gotta <laughs> you gotta do like a whole thing of doing like like not the movies will show you but like you gotta do like books and comics yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah. that to get like backstory but technically darth vader is like incredibly strong because the suit that he wears is constantly like hurting him um, and that's on purpose because the more anger you have, the more Sith can use the force. Mm. Um, so for him, like, because he's getting constantly hurt and he's getting pissed off about it, then he is becoming like stronger and stronger each time. Ah. So also little side note in, uh, in Rogue One, which was a movie that came out like three, four years ago at this point, um, at the ending, it's basically setting into the beginning of new hope which is where we got the uh introduction to darth vader yeah very cool because like as he's like standing outside like space is open but like he's got the mask on so like it's not hurting him and his cape is blowing in the wind and it's like there's no air in space (laughs) like there's no yeah there's no wind so he's using the force to add dramatic (laughs) effect to it and i'm like oh man that's pretty funny that man has pageantry yeah um, okay, so I already said my number one because I mm-hmm. thought that that he was going to be in yours. I'm su- actually really surprised that he wasn't. No, not even uh, an honorable mention. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is John Doe, John Doe from Seven, mm-hmm. um, because you get to a point in which your two lead detectives are kind of defeated. Yeah, they don't. They're not really any closer to solving. They who have this, zero leads. Yeah, and then he just walks in, bloodied. And it's it's so not typical mm-hmm. of a film like that. And he literally just walks in and and gives himself up. Mm-hmm. And he's covered in blood and he walks through the station and he's screaming detectives and they and they you know he can't get their attention, so he screams their their names again and then he's like, I believe you're looking for me. Mm-hmm. Because what did he do? He's he like um like sawed off or like he he filed off like his uh, fingerprints, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, so he's just there and and then he's caught. Mm-hmm. And it's so every time it happens, it brings a smile to my face of just how strange and clever it was to do that. It is a moment where the bad guy won. I mean, the whole movie he won. Well, yeah, absolutely, because yeah. he was three steps ahead of the yeah. detectives the entire time, right? It's it's one of the most iconic character introductions ever, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And then you get an amazing monologue from him. Yeah, um, and it's fucking Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's like, mm-hmm. what? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's bizarre, man. It's so it's such a strange, weird, and, and for and it's a strange, weird movie. It's a really great movie. Um, did we do seven? Yeah, we did. Okay, good, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pat, pat, pat <laughs> good ourselves movie. on the back, mm-hmm. um, as we should have. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I love I love his introduction because man, it's so unexpected and just to ha- just to have the killer just show up and be like, "It's me, bitches," mm-hmm. and it's fucking Kevin Spacey is like, no it, movie it's is so ever, iconic. Like no movie other than this has done that. No, and it just it 
David Fincher really knew what he was doing with that one. Yeah, uh, it's it's a truly iconic. You have mm-hmm. some honorable mentions. Uh, I not really. I I guess my one was is I I didn't she didn't make my list, but it was Lolita from Lolita, mm. Stanley Kubrick's Lolita. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if you even know what that movie is or what it's I about. I know who Stanley Kubrick is. <laughs> uh, it's basic. Eh, We'll, we're gonna do Lolita one day. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna leave that. I won't. I won't go too too uh, in depth with it. But mm-hmm. if you know about Lolita, then you know what I'm talking about. And it's it's a really iconic intro mm-hmm. to her. I mean, the only one that I put in was just like the gang from Reservoir Dogs, where they're sitting around the table. Ah, yeah. It's right. Very calm. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, well, Frank. What do you gotta recommend? Okay. So uh, I like. Things <laughs> <laughs> I like the stuff. I like things. Um, no, I like men's uh, care. I guess would be the name of it. Mm-hmm. Men's stuff. Underwear. Uh, I, I have a beard, so I need like beard oils, and I use waxes, uh, hair pomades, and stuff like that. And Since I want to be with, a beard. Yeah, I know it's it's always I, I hide it really well. Mm. Um, <laughs> Usually, when it's, I when I take off my sunglasses, that's you know, what it's, it's the masks that why I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I haven't seen you without a face in a while. Um, so I wanted to shout out a brand that I don't think gets enough love for what they do. At least like the quality of their products. The quality of their products are really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their stuff is like pretty much a hundred percent organic. They don't put crap in their in their stuff. So it's like. You know, a lot of the stuff that you get at a, at a local Target drugstore mm. or whatever, like those brands, you look at like the ingredients and it's like, oh, there's just a bunch of stuff in here that I can't pronounce. <laughs> and it's all just like weird additives for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and the brand that I'm talking about is called Arcadian. Arcadian grooming is some of the best products that I've used. And they're pretty much the only products that actually work. So my specifically, my beard gets very, very itchy if I don't have if i if i don't keep it like hydrated mm-hmm. so it, I, it'll flake up and get really red and i'll be like digging in there it, it's terrible and arcadian is pretty much the only company that i was able to use um their beard oil and a conditioner cream that they have that actually i just don't itch at all mm. it's great nice it's it's like wow man like ugh. <laughs> It's so good. It's so great. And like, yeah, the, I use a lot of their, the, I use their pomades and stuff for my hair. Um, Must I, be nice having a beard. It is. It's, it is good. Thanks mm, for, yeah. thanks for noticing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to give them a shout out because they don't have like a big following like on anything that I can see. Like their social media, mm-hmm. they, you know, they have like not a lot of followers. They, they, they make a post like, hey, new product. It's like 22 likes. I'm like, these guys. Are, <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's like really like shitty. So it's like these guys are so good. Like they're, what they're doing. Um, and I don't want them to go out of business because mm-hmm. nobody's supporting them. I mean, they've been doing it for a while. Um, but I, they, I purchased the first. I've never used a conditioner before for my mm-hmm. hair. I always just use shampoo. So I was like, maybe I should buy a conditioner. So I purchased a conditioner from them that they partnered with like a barber shop out in wherever, California or something. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like all organic stuff. Uh, it's got like all like different seeds from like pumpkin seeds to whatever, just all of this, like truly organic, real, real ingredients that I like, Mm, um, that actually work. So I wanted to shout out Arcadian. I think that they do great work. And if you need any type of hair product or anything, I would recommend giving them a, um, you know, giving them a chance because they have different types of products from pomades to clays to, uh, everything really under the sun and they give you descriptions of like, Hey, if your hair type is like this, then you, you know, this would work for you. Or if you're trying to achieve this type of look, you want to use this and they walk you through everything. And I think that they're really good. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Okay. 
<laughs> Arcadian, check them out. Mm-hmm. Next, we are going to be, I think it was at the end of December we discussed, potentially. Maybe yeah. it was uh, January. And we were going to do it for February yeah. or January, but things kind of fell through a little bit. Yeah, so we were going to, we we could, we talked about doing like a classics month, mm-hmm. uh, and we decided that we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So basically what this is is going to be movies that are considered true classics in every sense of the word. Um, nothing before 1950. Maybe like 60. Okay. I would say like nothing before the 60s. It's mostly because the first movie I'm choosing is 1955. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, yeah, but... So nothing you know, before I, I 1955. Think like, I think like once you kind of start getting past like the 60s, like that's when you're getting more into like the modern day classics. Mm-hmm. Like you start getting into like the 70s. It's like the Godfather and stuff like that. I wanted to stay kind of like be like further than that. I wanted to kind of stay like in the 50s, 40s, 30s mm-hmm. era. Um, and I, and, and also every choice that I'm going to make is a film that I have not seen. Ooh. So I want to, so it's your turn. Yeah. To but these are considered classics, so they should be really good. Um, but I, I want to explore films that I've never seen before that are considered classics and I want to see why. Okay. Um, so the first film that I want to talk about is rebel without a cause with James Dean. Okay. Oh I've yeah. Never, never yes. seen it. I've never, I've never even seen James Dean, you know, as it, an actor. It's funny that you mentioned this because when we were doing the episode for method acting, um, his name came up a lot, and Rebel Without a Cause was one of the films that was talked about a lot. Mm. Um, so this, this have could you be seen good. it? I have not. Yeah. I've, I've seen the. If it's the movie that I'm thinking of, it's the the main scene that everybody talks about, where it's like you're tearing me apart. <laughs> Where he's he's just Maybe, like freaking yeah. out. I've never I've never seen it, uh, but it's supposed to be really iconic. So I want to see that, and I want to see, you know, why? Because James Dean, I think after that movie was kind of like the it like the it yeah, boy. You he know, was, he was typecast as like the the bad boy like main role. Yeah, but after he was that. like blowing up, mm-hmm. and then of course I think I think that was like the second. I think he only made three features, and I think that was the second one after he died. I think he was the, in a western too. Yeah, it's called Giant. That's like fucking three hours long <laughs> uh i've never seen giant either I've, I've never seen any james dean films mm. um but i wanted to see the film that i think really kind of put him on the map okay. and why everybody refers to him as like such an icon mm-hmm. um so we're going to be doing a rebel without a cause nice all right zach take us out all right guys thank you for listening now frank roll the credits